Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Do you know what we're doing tonight? Well, we're starting a new week, so we're doing a regular psalmy episode. Yeah, we're still in psalms. Yeah. The psalms. But the psalms are psalms. The psalm with the psalm, the, the bang, the, the bang, <laughs> diggy, diggy. <laughs> yeah, we're doing psalms. 45, 46, and 47 tonight. Okay. And I have some interesting news on one of them. I'm I'm looking forward to the interesting news. You should be. 
like I ran into the room and I was like, hang on, I got to look at something. And I grabbed the physical Bible, which I never do. Yeah. And your face when I was doing that. And I was like, I can't tell you. Well, with the Bible, I don't know if I should be concerned or excited, you know? This one's kind of exciting, honestly. Okay. But I I couldn't see anything. And you were like, what's going on? And I was like, just wait, just wait, just wait. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's go ahead and find out what this interesting shit is. Okay. All right, so here we are getting back into our psalm psalms. Okay. And we are starting with Psalm 45. 45. For the director of music to the tune of Lilies. Lilies, huh? I didn't see a single note on that, so I can't even tell you what that is. It's Lilies. Don't it's, you know Lilies? It's a song. It's a song. You Lilies. know the song Lilies? Yeah. Of the sons of Korah. Okay. You right. Know, we're not in we're David in, stuff anymore. We're, we're in, in that section. Right. Mm-hmm. A muskill. Which didn't we... We decided that doesn't mean anything because right. we don't know what it, it means. It's a thing. It's a person a, or a thing. It's something. Or a direction or an instrument. Sure. Or a fart. Yeah. And it's a wedding song. It's a wedding song. This is a wedding song. Okay. Okay? Okay. My heart is stirred by a noble theme as I recite my verses for the king. My tongue is the pen of a skillful writer. You are the most excellent of men, and your lips have been anointed with grace, since God has blessed you forever. Gird your sword upon your side, O mighty one. Clothe yourself with splendor and majesty. In your majesty, ride forth victoriously in behalf of truth, humility, and righteousness. This is a wedding song, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let your right hand display awesome deeds. Let your sharp arrows pierce the hearts of the king's enemies. Let the nations fall beneath your feet. Mm. Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Me too. (laughs) I also, I also do that. Yeah, yeah. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing you with the oil of joy. All your robes are fragrant with myrrh and aloes and casia. Joy oil, huh? Mm. Hmm. Interesting. From palaces adorned with ivory, the music of the strings make you glad. Mm. I know I'm glad. (laughs) Daughters of kings are among your honored women. At your right hand is the royal bride in gold of Ophir. There's the woman. It only took, what, like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. three minutes to get there? Right. Okay. Listen, O daughter, consider and give ear. Forget your people and your father's house. Because, you know, you have to deserve (laughs) them now. You're coming to live with us. Yep. The king is enthralled by your beauty. Sorry. Sorry. Honor him, for he is your lord. The daughter of Tyr will come with a gift. Men of wealth will seek your favor. All glorious is the princess within her chamber. Her gown is interwoven with gold. In embroidered garments, she is led to the king. Her virgin companions follow her and are brought to you. They are led in with joy and gladness. Because they got that joy oil. Mm-hmm. 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 Yummy, yep. yummy. They enter the palace of the king. Your sons will take the place of your fathers. You will make them princes throughout the land. I 
will perpetuate your memory through all generations. Therefore, the nations will praise you forever and ever. That did not sound like, I mean, like, I, that was very unwedding-y. It was. Like. It really was. I don't, there was not, like, woman, you're going to be good to go now and you forget your family, so. You belong to this man. You did belong to that man. Now you belong to this man. But the rest of it is about him Mm because he's just, you know, badass and awesome. He's awesome. But the rest of it, you know, is not about this union. We don't give a shit about that. You're obviously going to marry him and have children with him, so. They didn't. They didn't know what love was back then. Right. They hadn't invented love yet. I wonder what year love was invented. I don't know. I, I wonder if that was that part of well, no, it could it had to be after the flood for <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, this is after the flood. Right, right. So how long after the flood? I don't know. But it was definitely after the flood. But was Cuz you can't have love when you drown the entire world. Right. That can't be a, a thing that exists. Okay, but here here are, are people that are only getting married to trade women, like Pokemon cards. Yeah. Yeah, it does feel like it was like maybe post-Old Testament at least. Yeah. Because I, I don't see a lot of love. Well, I mean, there's love towards God according to the Bible. That's not... I'm talking about like getting married, like partnering man, woman, up love. for love. Right. Well... Not even man no, or woman love. Partner love. Partner love. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I misspoke. You did. I did. Like romantic love. Like partnership love. Yeah. Like I want to spend my life with you and do finances with you There's, there's a small problem with this. What? It's that the Bible does not respect women. Oh, yeah. So. So for them, love still hasn't been invented. <laughs> right, even right. today. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me. This is a little bit off topic. But we both happened to listen to the same story today. We did. About um, Beth Moore. Yeah. And you weren't really familiar with her name. I was not. I was because um, when my mom became a super Christian. Yeah. Um, I I knew of her as a Bible study guru person. And um, churchy ladies across the country would um, clamor for her. Um, Bible study curriculum. So if you ever went to ladies' Bible studies, they were her curriculum. Well, that makes sense. I would not have heard of her because none, none of my family became super Christians. Nor would you have gone to a ladies' Bible study. Nor that, yes. Right, right. So um, she, okay, I want to be fair here. I had I was of split mind about her. On the one hand, she's a very good speaker. Yeah. And... I didn't hate listening to her speak, and she seemed very sincere. And she was definitely more progressive than a general. Like I'm not most... there yet. Okay, sorry. I'm still speaking about her during my time. Um, Got it. When I was first listening to her as a Bible study okay. person. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, she was a good speaker, and I enjoyed hearing her take on things, just because I was really into. Um, comparative religions and philosophy and interpretations and stuff. Right. But, of course, she didn't appeal to me because Baptist. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And she was the southernest of Baptists. Right. And she had the hair and makeup and nails to go with it. Yeah. So that I found unappealing. Um, so the news story now um, that we both listened to, I think it was, you said, on NPR? Yeah. Like, I couldn't remember. It was like the weekend edition, Sunday edition type thing, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, 
she when the uh, Hollywood Access tape came out, she was like, excuse you? Right. I don't think so. And so she started questioning why all the church leaders around her were still following Trump, even though he was clearly a despicable human being. And she had suffered, um, you know, sexual assault as a child and molestation as a child. Right. And so and she spent a lot of time counseling people that were going through that, too. Yeah. So she's like, this this is not good. This isn't right. This isn't. And so she started getting like a lot of death threats and um, fell into disfavor among the churchy crowd, which right. is just to me amazing because I'm so familiar with this person and her name. And I didn't hate her by any means. I just wasn't a fan. Well, my understanding was that she fell out of favor with them at the same time that there was a controversy controversy in their church. Um, you know, they had a church uh, gathering or whatever of all the churches or whatever. Mm -hmm. And there was some problems with um, pre pre pastors being molesting children and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they chose to make the focal point that they rallied against her um, not being able to preach in yeah. front of a congregation. Right. Because instead women... of dealing with the other thing. Women were supposed to not be preaching anyways. Right. But so, I mean, I just, like, it blows me away. They chose to focus on that and not the child molestation thing. Sounds about right. Like, that Jesus tracks. Christ. That totally tracks, right? I mean, it's the exact same thing that the Catholic Church is famous for, right? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, doesn't it track? It tracks, totally. It's just... It's why they, churches are getting... Part of why churches are getting such a bad rap. I mean, yeah. like, you can't cover up child molestation and then expect people to like you. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's like... Engage that's, in it and then actively cover it up. And then, on top of that, like, persecute people who speak out against it. Right. That is just so ludicrous. Yeah. So, now she um, has left the Baptist church. So, she's still a Christian. Right. And she's still part of the Christian faith, but she's with a little bit more of... A progressive church, I think. Yeah. But yeah. I think the they question, said, I believe they said Anglican. Anglican yeah, that sounds right. Which I'm not real familiar I'm with not that either. denomination, but. I'm not either. But clearly they didn't turn her away. So at least they're friendly with women, I guess, question mark. My understanding was they were much more progressive, but I don't know much but about them. So I don't want to speak to that. The question was posed to her about her stance on LGBTQ and is she more friendly towards that now? And she deftly dodged the question which was a big fat hog no in my book yeah but i'm sure her her view has been um softened at the very least even though it may not have changed it's been softened that's uh, i hear you and not that and that makes it good no i know i hear you it's just that that's not good enough for me right and so my sympathy for her only runs so deep sure um i'm just interested because I was familiar with who this woman was and I attended some of her Bible study curriculum. Right. You know, and it just blows my mind that somebody who was so entrenched was so entrenched and so active in quote unquote saving souls and out there, you know, an active um, fighter for Christ, you know, talking about donning your weaponry and shit like that, like putting on your armor and glory of God and, you know, yeah. This is like the things that she said and, and they turned on her. Right. And that's just so weird to me. And I'm like, whoa, she fell off her pedestal hard. It's a men's club. It is a men's club. And it's like she didn't realize that until she was the woman that it happened to. Right. Uh, uh, that kind of makes me mad at her in a way because I'm like, 
it's nice because you were like a white rich woman, I guess, who like lucked out and you just never thought it would be you. Right. And it's why we always say you you can't just sympathize from afar and you can't just sympathize for some because it will come for you. Yeah. And it did. Right. You right. know? So, okay, that's way off topic here, but I just, it, it was very relevant, I feel like, to what we were talking about. Yeah. So, okay, anyway, put Psalm 45 notes. Yes. Is a song for the king's marriage, okay? Yeah. And Not, it, see, and then and right there, just in that. Yeah. The king's marriage. Yeah. The woman doesn't even enter into the equation. Who it doesn't even matter who she is unless she's bringing money and politics to the table, and then it still even doesn't matter that, who she is. It doesn't matter who she is; it matters who her parents are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And how much money is right, coming? Right. It starts out. My heart is indicting a good matter, which I find interesting. <laughs> um, the shushanim is either a musical instrument shaped like a rose. Or the tune to which the psalm should be sung. Hmm. So, in the beginning, it said one of those things. Right. And right. I like an instrument shaped like a rose. Because why not? I, I want to see that one. Me too. I'm like, what is that? It's some kind of like um, banjo-y guitar thing that like a bard carries. Okay. Like, what did the bard play? Like, what was that little banjo-y instrument? Uh, I can't remember off the top of my but head. But you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you can picture them going... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I can totally picture the uh, instrument. I just can't remember the name of it. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things, I, I imagine, but shaped like a rose. Right. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine... That, that doesn't do it for me, but I mean, I don't know what this instrument looks like still. I don't know about except music, Except for the rose. So I don't know enough about music to know how that would change the sound. Right. Okay, so this psalm, as we have stated more than once, is a wedding song, and it's written to a king on the day of his marriage to a foreign woman, and is one of the royal psalms. So it's not just that he's getting married, he's getting married to a woman who is a foreigner. That's why they specifically said that they have to ditch their family and stuff. Yeah, like, let that country go. Right. Which so, which to me means subjugated, not necessarily mm -hmm. married, but whatever, yeah, okay. exactly. So she was sold, got it. Yeah. Yeah. She is a political prisoner. Yeah. Or a palm, uh, a pawn at best and a prisoner, much more likely. Right. So um, I said this is one of the royal psalms. And the royal psalms, I don't know if you recall, but there are 10 of them that are united by their subject matter of kingship. Okay. Specifically, the royal psalms deal with the spiritual role of kings and the worship of Yahweh. Although here in the section that we're in... Um, it's Elohim. Got These it. are the Elohimistic. I cannot say that <laughs> word. Elohimistic um, psalms. Okay. Because they do Elohim instead of Yahweh. Got it. Aside from that single qualification that it's about a king. Yeah. There's nothing else that specifically links the, these 10 psalms. Okay. okay. All right. And we've already gone through half of them now. 2, 18, 20, 21, and this one was 45. Got it. And then there's 10 left. Or I'm sorry, there's 5 left because 5 plus 5 is 10. Got it. 72, 101, 110, 132, and 144. Okay. Okay. Psalm 45 is the only example of poetry in the Psalms and was composed and sung by a minstrel. Huh. Yeah. Okay. And it may refer to the marriage of Solomon. With an Egyptian princess. Mm. 
Oh, oh, an Egyptian princess, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Are we talking about uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what? What mm-hmm. was her name? She, uh, uh, Queen Sheba. Sheba, yeah. But that was okay. But we also decided that she was an African princess. I thought. Well, Egypt is in Africa, right? So that still tracks. Yeah, but I mean, I I thought it was like a different part of Africa than Egypt was. I thought we had decided. I can't remember what area we. Oh, said, I don't know. But, but that still is like, oh, okay. Okay, I'm with you. Some posit that the wedding of Jezebel and Ahab was the likely occasion instead. Okay. So we don't know. Sure. But whatever. Okay. According to classical Jewish sources, Psalm 45 refers to the Jewish Messiah. And of course, that means Christian scholars frequently interpret the psalm as a messianic prophecy. So it's either... um, the Messiah to come for the Jewish people or the Messiah who already came for the Christians. Got it. So it's either Jesus or Jewish Jesus. Got it. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus was Jewish, but you know what I mean. Right, right. The the non have, the the, the one that's still coming. Yeah. At some yeah. point, apparently. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this psalm may be said as a general prayer for the end of the exile and the coming of the Messiah. Got it. Okay. Yep. So that is all. For Psalm 45 notes. Okay. Let us move on to reading Psalm 46. Okay. I'm very excited about this, this is one. This is the one you're excited this about. This is the huh? one I'm excited about. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. For the director of music of the sons of Korah, according to Alamoth, a song. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Salah. Okay. There is a river whose streams may glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Salah. Come and see the works of the Lord. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Salah. I'm going to go ahead into Psalm 47. Okay. Okay. Yeah. For the director of music of the sons of Korah, a psalm. Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. How awesome is the Lord Most High, the great king over the earth. He subdued nations under us, peoples our feet. He chose our inheritance for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loved, Salah. God has ascended amid shouts of joy, the Lord amid the sounding of trumpets. Sing praises to God, sing praises. Sing praises to our king, sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing to him a psalm of praise. God reigns over the nations. God is seated on his holy throne. The nobles of the nation assemble as the people of the God of Abraham, 
for the kings of the earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted. Okay. 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 Now let's get into my notes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Psalm 46. Yeah. Notes for Psalm 46. Okay. This one is referred to as God is our refuge and strength. It's also referred to as a song of holy confidence and Luther's psalm. Okay. As in Martin Luther. Okay. It starts out, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. This psalm may have been composed after David defeated the enemies of ancient Israel from surrounding lands. There is a difference of opinion among Christian scholars as to which river the psalm is referring to in verse 4. Okay. Mm -hmm. The Jordan River is one, but it's most unlikely due to its distance from Jerusalem. Okay. Okay. An unnamed river in Jerusalem during the millennial reign of Christ that ran from beneath the temple in Jerusalem eastward to the Dead Sea could be that one. Okay. Or an unnamed river in Jerusalem after the millennial reign of Christ that flowed from the New Jerusalem. Okay. Okay. So, I, can I interrupt for just a second, actually? Mm -hmm. I'm curious. You said it was named after Martin Luther. No, I said that it is often referred to as, not named after. Okay. It is referred to as a, um, God is our refuge and strength. It is referred to also as a song of holy confidence. And it's also referred to as Luther's psalm because he used it okay. a lot. I was just, that came much later in mm -hmm. time, so I just was mm -hmm. curious. Okay. Sorry. Although... How much later? We don't know because I'm going to get into some stuff. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So, this psalm... Oh, I already covered that. Sorry. Um. So, anyway, we don't know what river they're talking about. Sure. But it's probably one that was under the Temple of Jerusalem, either before or after Christ. Okay. Okay? Verse 10 is further developed in Psalm 47, which is why I read them back to back. Sure. And also because 46 ends with Salah, which... We take to mean maybe a pause before continuing ah. or a moment of silence before continuing. Sure, yeah. So um, I'm sure you've heard this one. Be still and know that I am God. Right. Yeah. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Right. Uh -huh. The psalm is recited in Jewish prayers for the end of all wars. And interestingly enough, this is not the cool bit yet. This is just interesting. Okay. President Barack Obama referenced the psalm in several speeches, most notably his Tucson Memorial speech and his speech on the 10th anniversary of the September 11 attacks in New York City. Hmm. So okay. that's cool. Yeah. Okay. Now we're getting to the, the really good bit. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. For some decades now, some theorists have suggested that William Shakespeare placed his mark on the translated text of Psalm 46 that appears in the King James Bible. Mm -hmm. Although many scholars view this as unlikely, stating that the translations were probably agreed upon by a committee of scholars. Okay. okay? I hear that. Yeah. However, comma, let me continue. Yeah. On the other hand, Shakespeare was in King James's service during the preparation of the King James Bible. Huh. And was generally considered to be about 46 years old in 1611 when the translation was completed. Okay. There are a few extant examples of Shakespeare's actual signature. as was And as was customary at the time, 
with spelling being somewhat lax in those pre-standardized days. On at least one occasion, he signed it Shakespeare, S-H-A-K-S, yeah. instead of Shakes, Shakespeare. Uh-huh. This is the part where I lost my shit and said, hang on, and had to run and grab this <laughs> Bible and start counting some words. Okay. And then um, King James Version, the 46th word from the beginning of Psalm 46 is shake. Now, ours says quake instead of shake. Okay, okay? sure. But it's there. Yeah. And the 46th word from the end, omitting the liturgical mark Salah, yeah. so don't count that, is spear. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Now, it's not the 46th word in our interpretation. Right, We're using the, the NIV. Games, right. But it is the 42nd word in both 42 words from the beginning and 42 words from the beginning from the end you will get a shake and a spear or huh. a quake and a spear right 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 i was like why get the fuck out of here <laughs> so i mean who knows when that shit was written right you know what but i'm that's saying that's interesting that it might be influenced by shakespeare yeah that he at the very least helped pen the translation right i was like hang on a sec what yeah okay so that just blew my mind right yeah, there. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. And I mean, with with the King James Version having lots more these, thous, and those, yeah. I can see how it would have added four words onto the end and beginning. Sure. You know? Yeah. So, but I like that the NIV still kept it at, okay, we can't quite squeeze it out to 46, but we'll still keep it as close to as possible, and we'll make it the same number on each end. Right, right. 42 and 42, which right. is almost better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 42. So, okay. Uh, Notes on Psalm Psalm 47. God is the king of all earth. And this one starts out, oh, clap your hands, all you people. Just clap your hands. You know? Yeah. 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 Sorry, I had a yawn there just for a second. You did, and I'm like, where's my reaction? (laughs) You know that song. Just clap your hands. Loving. It's what I got. Oh, yeah. Said, Sublime? Remember that? Yeah. 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 I got it. Just clap your hands. Sorry, that, yeah. the way you said it did not ring a bell. Okay. Well, you never, ever get my references. I so. got that one, though. Okay. So, anyway, him, this is a hymn psalm, okay? Yeah. This little rinky-dinky psalm 47. Uh-huh. Okay? It's a hymn psalm. A hymn psalm is a song of praise for God's work in creation or in history. And they typically open with a call to praise, describe the motivation for praise, and conclude with a repetition of the call. So, you're awesome. Here's why you're awesome. Yep, you so awesome. Got it. Okay? Yeah. In Christian scholarship, Psalm 47 is one of seven enthronement, enthronement psalms, which is one of the forms of um, the hymn psalms. Um Sorry, I lost my place. Okay. And enthronement psalms celebrate the crowning and enthronement of Yahweh as king at a festive occasion. Got it. Okay. And that's it. Okay. That's all the notes for that boring little rinky-dink edition at the end. But Shakespeare. But Shakespeare. Right? (laughs) Can you see why I was a little bit excited? Yeah. No, no, no. no, Can you see why I had to run gasping from my notes and say, hang on a sec and grab a book and start counting the words? Right. Although it does... Um, n- not make me happy that Shakespeare might have been involved in one of the worst translations of the Bible ever. Not his fault if he was no, in service yeah. to King James. Right. He had to do it or, you know, get his head chopped off or something. Right? Like, so. I'm not going to 
disobey the king. Right. right? No, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Are you? He's like, can I do this and you'll pay me and then I'll go back and I'll write my shit? And he's probably like, no, do this first. Right. Also suck my dick because I'm a flaming homo. Oh, jeez. He was. Right. I'm not saying anything no, nobody knows. <laughs> like, I don't know who forgot to tell the, you know, Christian church as a whole. Right. That the Bible copy that they praise was it's all It's kind of funny that they say his name all the time because. King James. Yeah. And I'm like, he was not just gay. He was flaming gay. The, he was so gay. The irony there, huh? It's, it's beyond irony and it's just ridiculous and i'm like how do you hate so much the people among whom is the big leader of them that wrote the book that you praise right right i don't understand you and i never will nope all right well that was our psalms episode for today which was psalms 45 46 and 47 those are the ones Mm -hmm. and we will be back tomorrow with Psalms 48, 49, and 50, unless there's something connection right. that makes me do more or less. Yep. All right. We'll see you guys then. Yep. Bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh, my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.